1060, your contributions are always welcome. We're going to talk about something a bit more serious right now. Yeah, look, this has popped up over the last few days and I really just, wow, it just really has got my attention and I think it's absolutely worthy of some airtime. Um, we, you know, you would have read in the news last week that horrific car accident in southwest Sydney where five teenagers died. Um, the driver, a young male, survived. He's currently in custody and it's just the most it's decimated the community, this accident. It and I and it has really caught the attention of the government to maybe do something about the driving age of males in particular. Yep. So there is a controversial proposal that the New South Wales government are putting together that could potentially ban men in New South Wales from getting a driver's license until they're 21 years old. Is that the P license that allows you to, to drive provisionally or is it the full license at 21? Look, I I can't, I don't have the the detail. I'm guessing that it would be the P license yeah. where you are, you still have some restrictions on you, on your P's, but you can drive, drive a car by yourself. Yeah. And you, or I think part of the proposal is to, I think, come down a little more harshly on what those rules are for red P and green P platers. So when you're on your L's, you can't drive a car by yourself. You have to have a licensed driver with you. When you're on your P's, you can carry a passenger or a certain number of passengers in the car. And I think the reason that they are really looking at maybe changing the age from, because currently it's really 17 years old that you can get your P's. If you get your L's, you do enough driving hours um, with somebody with you. You know, you've got your logbook now. It's a lot different than when I got my license. What was it when you got your license? When I got my license, it was... I went and did my L's test, which was a computer test. You had to go to the RTA. um, And then you got your paper slip L plates. And then you just had to do enough lessons to pass. So it was all lesson based. So it wasn't like 120 hours sat next to mum or dad. No, it was. And not even professional lessons. It was just like, I'm pretty sure it was like. When you reckon you were okay enough to, I don't feel like there was any level that you had to get to other than confidence. Yeah. And then you would go and sit, you do a physical driving test through the RTA. And if you did okay, you had to do a three-point turn and do this and change lanes and all of the bits. Because I did my 120, mostly with mum. And it's funny, you feel like around the 50, 60-hour mark that you've kind of got the basics down pat and you Mm. kind of can drive solo. But obviously, you you need to do it for that 120 hours and you need to do it over a 12-month period at the absolute least as well. Um, Or you can do 100 and you can do some driver safety training lessons as well. So there's obviously a lot more going on, but it's obviously not working. Well, this is the thing, because so far this year, this year, across New South Wales, there have been 155 male road fatalities, 48 female road fatalities. So it's Mm. all tragedy. It's It's all sad. But these numbers, and I don't just want to turn, you know, people into numbers, but there is a staggering difference between the number of men Yep. that are responsible for and caught in a road fatality situation versus females. Now, I think 
with the tiny bit of psychology that I've studied, the male brain, the prefrontal cortex, which is where you have your logic, your um, rational part of your brain, develops later in men. Yeah. That develops by age 24 in men, which is why sometimes at school boys can seem to become a little more immature in situations. It's just it's purely brain development. It, that's all we're talking about. It's just the way the male brain works and functions and that part of it develops a little bit later. That's why teenagers can be really tricky because their prefrontal cortex is not developed enough yet for them to make rational, logical, sensible decisions. So 155 men, 48 female road fatalities across the state this year, but that's also consistent with the numbers over a 10-year period. So over the last 10 years, there yeah. are th- almost three times the number of men died in road accidents compared with yeah. women. As a young man who got his licence, what, 11 years ago now? Um It'd be debilitating to know that your female friends can drive and to have worked so hard and look forward to the freedom that you get. Because getting a license is not just about getting from A to B. It's a whole new world that you unlock. It's a whole new freedom that you unlock. And not being able to unlock that until you're 21 would be pretty pretty devastating, I reckon. But... You know, when you look at these statistics, something has to be done. Maybe it's this, maybe it's more conditions on the provisional licence, maybe it's a longer period on the provisional licence, but I suppose that's why we want to open the phones on 131060 this morning. I just want to hear what you guys think about this. You know, 131060 is our number. There, This is not set in stone by any means, but it's absolutely worthy of a conversation because I think that if you have been, you know, a part of a family where somebody has been involved in one of these road fatalities, your thoughts on this will be very firm and possibly very different to somebody who hasn't been personally affected. Like, like I said, this accident last week, it decimated an entire community and five teenagers lost their lives. And so the reason why this has come up by the government is because whatever it is, is not working to save lives. Yeah. And I think having a life that you can live is way more important than than potentially getting behind a wheel of a car that you might not be ready for. So I know it's a heavy topic, guys. It's a big, meaty topic, but it's one that I really think that we should have an open and honest conversation about. Sam is on the line. Hi, Sam. Hi, how are you going? Hey, I'm great. So what do you think? So the proposal is to potentially ban men from getting their licence until they're 21 years old. Yeah, so, I mean, I understand why they're wanting to do that, but I just feel it doesn't matter at what age you make it mandatory Mm. for men or women to Mm. get licences. Um, and I don't think it matters if the parents are teaching them how to drive or if they go to a driving school for the professional lessons. I think we've got no control what happens when they get behind the wheel on their own. We need to put that trust in them that they're going to do the right thing. I think they just get that courage and overconfidence Mm. that they can drive and they, if they're going to be silly, I mean, that can happen at any age, yeah. men or women as well, unfortunately. 
It is so, true. And there are, there's some really interesting stats. I'm a stats nerd. I don't know if anyone's picking up on that noticing vibe. Noticing this this morning. There's some interesting stats that say like that if a, if a pee plater, uh, and this is just for men, so if there's like a 17-year-old guy and he's driving his car, he is more likely by, it's something like 40% more likely to drive using risky behaviour if there's one passenger with him. And that doubles yeah. if there are two or more passengers with him. So it's like that whole almost peer pressure type thing. Like when exactly. they're left to their own devices, they're, they're actually yep. focused, they're doing the right thing, they're yep. obeying the road rules, you yep. know. But as soon as there's a group of, um, you know, teenagers potentially or young adults in a car, the like that logic what i was saying before about that prefrontal cortex bit of the brain just shuts is down is it maybe more of a cultural thing is there maybe more of a cultural issue going on that young men continue to feel like they've got to show off and like they've maybe. got to impress their friends and maybe that's something deeper than talking about driving maybe that's a, it's a bigger kind yeah. of conversation to have potentially mm, that's a really great that's point right. yeah sam and it's not only with driving yeah yeah it's just that that showing off and proving to their friends, like you were saying, yeah. that you know they can they can do anything. Yeah, risky behaviour comes in so many ways, but I suppose this puts most people at risk, doesn't it? Well, when this you're is the, behind a vehicle. You know, when, yeah, when you're driving a car, it it is the riskiest yeah. in a way. Thanks, Sam, for your call this morning. Really appreciate your perspective, Jerome. Hello. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, good mate. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot more than just um, up the driving age. It's coming you know, from the parents out when they're little kids, when they start driving a push bike, become road wise as such, and they have to go through a professional driving school. It's just crazy for words. I'm from a European country, Italy, okay. and to, to, to think that I can teach my kids how to drive a V8 on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, what? So are you, you know, saying they are, under, they are underdeveloped, as you said, in, in not underdeveloped, but they have they become older teenagers and they they just want to prove themselves. But if you educate them, you know, and they can sort of see the risks of what could happen. Yeah, those chances are so much lower. That's what exactly what's happening in the, in Europe. Yep. And those fatalities are a lot lower. Yeah. So what's the system in Europe, Jerome? Is it mandatory to have a professional driving teacher teach you how to drive? Yeah, yeah. Even with a push bike, we get in year four. I was in year four and we get roadwise with all the signs. Oh, we do an exam wow. with a push bike and then we can go on the road with our parents. Because at that age, the parents usually bring the kids to school on the push bike, but you drive yourself on your own next to them. Right. Oh, then, when wow. then when you're 16, you can, you're allowed to do a scooter drive with a 50cc engine, do 50k an hour legally on the road with everyone else except on a freeway. Yep. You need to do a driver's test for that, theory test, and then when you're 18, you need to do a theory test and at least 40 hours in the car. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's so there's a lot more structure around it, and there's lower fatalities, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's still accidents and everything mm-hmm. because of the you know traffic jams and whatever. But this behaviour to to make everything illegal, you have a red P, you do this, yeah. you go, 
you get wrong, everything illegal for a youngster is encouragement to do so. I agree with you. This, this, the more strict you become around these things, and we see this with everything, whether it's alcohol and drugs, anything that becomes banned and strict yeah. makes it more enticing for it young does, people. So maybe is, that's not the mm, way. It is a bit of show me the rule and I'll break it yeah. type mentality. Okay, so interesting that there's a completely different system over in Europe. Yeah, it's a great perspective to have. And Claire on 131060 this morning. We've got a stack of calls. We're not going to be able to get to everyone, but oh Claire, gosh. we'd love to chat to you. The phone system's melting down. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Good morning. Hi, um, I think I, I think it's really tough out there to be a young person it today. Is. It is. I, yeah, it is. Look, I'm a mother of a 20-year-old girl and a 22-year-old boy, so I mm. totally can relate to this kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I have had a 22-year-old who's taken a lot of risk-taking driving behaviour and it's been, I lie there at wait, at night and wait for him to come home and think, is he ever going to oh, come home Claire. or the police going to knock on my door? <laughs> oh, my God. That Which just sounds, tough. as a mother, that just... yeah. But one of the things I wanted to raise is, you know, not everyone's a scholar. So, you know, Mm. you're going to have young people who we need tradies. Australia needs lots of tradies. We do. Mm. You know, so they're going to leave school and they're going to need a licence. You can't take all your tools on a train. So how are we going to accommodate those people? And, you know, there shouldn't be one rule for everybody in some reasons. So maybe if a TAFE or they are doing a tradie thing, then maybe they can get their licence before 21 or they just don't have anyone with them. I don't know. There's got to be lots of other different things, but it's really hard and it's tough. It's, it's definitely yeah. not a, like a one decision fix at all. Mm. And I think you make a great point. There are you, there are groups that this will be so tough for, not just mm. because they can't go and do a Macca's run with their friends, yeah. because mm. they can't get to work to create a livelihood, to exactly. potentially support their family. So, mm. yeah, it, this is it's a huge one. As I said, this is just it's a proposal by the New South Wales government at this stage and, and well, I think well worth everyone having a think about and we'll keep you posted on, you know, where that gets up to down the line, I guess. God, I love this hit family. Everyone's just so oh, you got guys some are so in- awesome. incredible perspectives. I really appreciate everyone opening up this morning. Well, that's a wrap for the Hit Breakfast Show. If you missed anything or want to catch up on any of our shows anytime you like, download the free listener app. Search for L-I-S-T-N-R. The Hit Breakfast.